0: hey welcome back to the pod the college football playoff is being played just a few hours after this drops so i'm not going to waste any time doing an intro today this is let the meat takes we're here to talk about college football and oh yeah this is let the meat takes
1: Bonjour, and welcome to Let Them Meet Takes, the sports podcast for The Outrage there. I'm Jonathan. Ho, ho,
0: ho, ho, ho. We are back. After a long winter, we are back to dole out the harsh takes. We oui, oui. uh
1: <clears throat> Justin is not allowed, allowed to uh, dole out any takes. He didn't play the requisite number of games. So he will not be allowed to dole out any oh, takes.
2: Breaking, breaking news. You don't have to play the requisite number of games as long as you're in a big TV market.
0: Ah. Requisite Requisite Games is a bourgeois bourgeois
1: institution. The rich rich strike again.
0: The rich. The corrupt. You got to cup your hands over your mouth, John, to do that pain for The rich. The corrupt. That's better. I'm about to get a text from my wife and I'm speaking way too loudly and I'm going to
1: wake the baby because I went very loud on that one. Anyhow, t- today is exclusively college football because in about what five days, six days, five days they're going to play the national championship. Assuming wait, wait, no- I
2: thought
0: they huh? were postponed.
1: I thought they were postponing that game. Did that officially get postponed? I thought they were thinking about it.
2: They officially may or may not postpone it a week or some other amount of time.
1: <laughs> they officially may or may not. Anyway, Mm -hmm. we're going to talk college football. So uh, I don't know where we wanted to start with college football, but I think we already started when we uh, made the joke about six-game schedules. My favorite part about all that is watching people really get into it on Facebook, about how, like, they shouldn't even be in the game. They only play six games. And then somebody else was like, I wish we played a whole schedule.
0: Yeah, I mean... There's no doubt in my mind that Ohio State was the best team in the Big Ten. We all knew that going into this year. I mean, in a normal year, we probably would have picked them to be a favorite to be in the playoff, if not win the whole dang thing. But uh, I guess we shouldn't be surprised that the Big Ten said that its own rules were stupid and didn't count in a year where a lot of people are saying nothing really counted, and it's all made up, and it's whatever. and We're just doing this to get TV money.
2: Money, please. hmm It's all about that TV money. So, if you wondered whether or not they were going to put the biggest TV draw team in the playoff, despite the number of games they played, it was a pretty silly thing to think about. Wha? Perhaps. Uh, uh, hey, can we talk about? Can we talk about how the G five is really, really fun? And also, those teams do not deserve to be in the fourteen playoff, and they are not good enough to be in the fourteen playoff. I don't care how you define best. Or how you define most deserving, they don't meet any of the criteria, and they would get trounced.
0: But Scott, Scott, Cincinnati, Cincinnati uh,
1: led Georgia by eleven points. A late fuel goal for mighty Georgia to beat Cincinnati. Scott, who are you? Yeah,
2: Georgia without like fifteen important players and like played a sloppy game and still won.
1: Yeah, I mean, I'm not. I know this is gonna sound like.
2: And Coastal Carolina was undefeated. How'd they do?
0: Mm, They really didn't look like they wanted to be in that game, Georgia, I mean. Um, It's too bad that Jerry Falwell had to be asked to leave the institution. His dad started before they actually won a meaningful football game. If you (laughs) count a bowl game victory over a 12th-ranked Coastal Carolina in a dumb throwaway pandemic year as a significant bowl win, which I'll I'll just go ahead It is for them. It's like definitely their biggest
2: win ever. Right. So
0: I got to be honest. I got tired of people talking about how dumb the Bulls are and how we need to expand the playoffs. And yeah, because yeah, there's like teams that sleepwalk through these games. Look at you, Florida. There's teams that have every (laughs) team has opt outs. Every team has players who either just don't want to play because they're looking for their pro career or they just, you know it really doesn't do a whole lot but i mean for, for all the players who participated it looked like it mattered to them like and some of these bowl games were a lot of fun to watch like i had a great time watching texas a&m play unc i had a great time i had a great time watching that liberty coastal carolina game i thought it was they didn't look like they were mailing it in the only game that looked like a total suck bomb from the beginning was that florida oklahoma game which i still enjoyed
2: the the game was fun. And and that game wasn't just a, a blowout from the beginning. And I don't think Florida looked disinterested from the beginning. But a team like that, that had much higher hopes for their season and was without a lot of players, once that kind of goes sideways, they were not interested in being there. Nor was the th- coach. Coach also apparently wasn't there. That's what he told me.
0: Speaking of that coach, can we just talk about uh... – Pro football focus, naming him the college football coach of the year. Mm-hmm, did. The magical, the magical season for the Florida Gators, where their best team in decades goes eight and four, loses mm-hmm. to LSU by a shoe toss, gets their butts handed to them by Oklahoma in a bowl game, and all their good players are leaving to go to the NFL or graduating. The And
2: and Dan and- Mullen is trying to get out of Gainesville.
0: He's yeah, I was actually
2: trying to, right. trying to, try to you know. convince anybody in the NFL judge. to hire him. Yeah. If he leaves for the Jets job, that's hilarious. I don't know that it'll actually I happen. A- but- <laughs>
0: mm-hmm. I feel like Dan Mullen is living out the Peter principle in real time. And I, mm-hmm. I, I'll, here's the thing. I'll be real about Dan Mullen. I think he's a good offensive coach. He gets a lot out of his quarterbacks and wide receivers. He knows how to score points that said i think mississippi state was probably the perfect job for him because he was able to put competent teams they don't like having a like a national championship run is just not a realistic expectation for mississippi state they do want to be competent they want to win 8 to 9 games a year and he was able to do that pretty consistently but man i don't know i think he got in over his head at florida i think he should have stayed at mississippi state or found what was the next? What was another Mississippi State at another conference?
1: Delta State. I'm just kidding. <laughs> I am just know <heard> Delta State <laughs> <at> Mississippi.
0: <laughs> He's a good coach, but like, golly, can you can you look at Dan Mullen dressing up as Darth Vader in post game interviews, letting his wife kiss that was ev- every that was single weird. player on his team? I Does thought that the Darth
1: Vader thing was funny?
0: Then. It was it was kind of funny. But does that, does that have the gravitas of an NFL coach? I'm asking you guys.
2: Well, in the NFL, you don't have to recruit. So, it's true. there's that. He's got that and the the going trend for the NFL is quarterback heavy, offensive coordinator, play caller heavy approach for your head coach, right? So, that part of it does fit. He's he's pretty weird and goofy, like i you know, get the feeling that like this might not like connect well with the NFL players, but you never know. If you can dial up a lot of touchdown passes, then everybody loves you anyway.
0: Yeah, that's true. Gosh, one of my favorite tweets in response to the speculation of him going to the Jets. People, of course, brought up the fact that his wife, Megan, does in fact kiss every single player on the cheek before a game.
1: <laughs> I'm glad that you clarified it was on the cheek because at first I was like, "Really? Like full mouth kisses?" Nah. Weird. Well, some people, some cultures, that's totally normal. Maybe,
0: Maybe if he was 80. coaching for the Miami Hurricanes back in the '80s and '90s, that would have been the case. But <laughs> anyway, my favorite tweet was someone posted a picture of—I <laughs> don't know if this was an actual announcement from the New York Jets or a meme. It'd be hilarious if it was real. But it was a picture of Sam Darm- Darnold, the quarterback, and Might as well
2: be named Sam Darnold. <laughs> Sam Darnold. So I, I, I hereby move not- to change Sam Darnold's name to Sam Darnold as punishment for his play with the New York Jets.
0: I'm Sam Darnold and I have mononucleosis. Nobody <laughs> wants my- to kiss me.
2: That was from like two years know. ago. Yeah. Was
0: it okay? Yeah. I remember. I think, like his lot of
2: year. I think it was his rookie year because they uh you know they drafted their big quarterback and they were all excited about getting him out on the field and then got mono.
0: Oof. Somebody checked check that uh that water fountain at the Jets facility. Just kidding, mm-hmm. I don't know. But people are like, watch out, Megan. No, you might get mono. Don't kiss the Jets. What did you guys think of um,
1: the first semifinal, the Notre Dame one with Alabama?
2: Man, I thought Alabama was really, really nice to let Notre Dame be able to pretend like it was just a beating.
1: (laughs) Oh, man, I laughed when it was like Notre Dame, I think late in the first half the first was Notre Dame running the like putting together like a I forget how many plays I'd have to look it up it's like double digit plays eight and a half minute drive to score a touchdown and then Bama would just come back and like boom touchdown and you're just like mm-hmm. oh okay
0: that's the evidence hey. of a real beat down is when the team stops trying to score points because they know you're not going to do anything yeah
2: at halftime of a playoff game
1: well, and I don't blame – I don't necessarily blame the strategy because, like, what? how the heck else do you want Notre Dame to beat Bama? They're not going to beat it by getting Ian Book to throw it 60 times because he's Ian Book, and they don't have the receivers to even do that probably, even if they had a better quarterback. So they kind of have to play the chew-up-the-clock game and hope that Bama makes a mistake, and, well, Bama did not.
2: Yeah, and – Notre Dame just doesn't have any guys like on the outside, any wide receivers this year, even as much as they have in past years. And they definitely don't have the same kind of guys that receiver that say Bam and Ohio state have, or even that Clemson has, this isn't Clemson's strongest wide receiver year, but like you said, Notre Dame, they can, you know, work really hard and struggle and grind it all the way down the field for a touchdown. And then Alabama can score on one play. Or they did that to Notre Dame or Clemson in the ACC game a couple of times. They like had a couple good drives, grind out some points, kick a field goal. Clemson throws like one 70-yard touchdown. Boom. All of your hard work over. One play. So, Gosh.
0: It's getting to be, I think, one of my favorite traditions in college football right now is to watch Notre Dame get that third or fourth seed only to get their booty cheeks handed to them in spectacular spectacular fashion. And everybody expects it, and it keeps getting better. I saw somewhere that I think Notre Dame is now 0-6 in their last uh, six postseason appearances, whether that be bowls or playoff games. And they haven't...
1: boy, uh, no bueno.
0: The margin of victory has been 14 points or greater each time. So what are mm. we going to stop is my
2: question.
1: Never, because of TV money, baby.
2: And part of it, too, is conference championship games tend to weed out those type of teams. The teams that are good, but definitely not elite. They play some other team in their conference championship game, and you get to see that. In this case, it was a weird year. We saw that in the conference championship game. Everybody should have known it. But who else were you going to really put in there, right? Yeah. Maybe A
0: and M, but I watched them play. That was a fun game against UNC. I can't say they're any
2: better than Notre no, Dame. They're they're really not. They're the same kind of team. We already watched them get destroyed by Alabama, right? I think Alabama when they played Texas A and M, I want to say Alabama had more points than plays ran.
1: Mm. Are you serious? Yes. They
2: Wait. only they only won by four touchdowns, I think, because A and M like ran the clock down to zero before they snapped the ball like every play from the first quarter all the way on. They like played as slow a game as possible and had totally minimal possessions. But Alabama scored a touchdown. Like I don't know, probably every time they touched the ball, and they ran like fifty-four plays and scored fifty-six points or something stupid like that. It's, like that game nope. was. Don't read in incredibly it, unclose.
1: Don't read in with what I'm about to say, but it does make Georgia's first half against Alabama a little bit, a lot of bit more impressive. The fact that they were able to
2: hold them. For the- there's not, yeah, there's not a lot of teams that like with the roster top to bottom can hang with Alabama. Georgia's issue this year was your quarterback quit before the season started. Yep, that's One of the things with uh, Brian Kelly and not being so mad anymore. Especially with this game against Alabama, it was just expected that they really didn't have a chance. And deep down, Brian Kelly knew it too. All right, coming into that game, if you played the thought exercise of, if Notre Dame wins, what does that game look like? You just get a lot of blank stares. Nobody had a plausible scenario that led to Notre Dame winning that game outside of like oh well if the quarterback and the running back and the wide receiver that are all in the top 4 of Heisman voting if they all die right before kickoff and like maybe <laughs> if Notre Dame gets a bunch of turnovers they could kick a last second field goal and win it like that's it so um <laughs>
0: oh, man that's true. That's speaking true. of Mac Jones dying unexpectedly i had to go back on twitter and read all the old tweets of Alabama fans asking for him to literally be launched into the sun after throwing two pick sixes against Auburn a year ago. Man, have the times changed.
1: They really have.
0: What a mercurial bunch.
2: Fans are dumb.
1: I will say, I was kind of shift gears here. I was caught completely off guard with how dominant Ohio State looked against Clemson.
0: Mm, yeah, they looked good. They looked fresh. They looked like half-season, mid-season form, six games <laughs> played fresh. They looked
1: like they maybe only played six games a season.
2: <laughs> <laughs> the one thing that really surprised me about that game was that Clemson just looked completely lost and they couldn't get their guys lined up on defense. And so Ohio State is just running plays and it's like there's not even a team on the other side. Clemson's all just standing around, confused, asking where they're supposed to go. Oops, he ran that way. Bye. Okay, yeah, so that-
1: there was some, there were some whispers and murmurs about maybe Brent Venables, Clemson's D coordinator, um, is stealing some signs. He was like accused of stealing signs and like that kind of thing. There's no merit to that, right?
2: I'm no, I'm sure there's tons of merit to it. <laughs> like. I would wager one testicle that he does that all the time. Right? For one, stealing signs is not like something that's illegal. It happens all the time. And Mm -hmm. different programs do it more or less or better or worse than other programs and stuff. He probably has done it a lot before. It's not like it's the only reason they've been successful or anything like that.
0: Right. Um, I mean, I'm sure people would like to believe that. Well, here's what I want to know. Are we talking about him just like standing on the sideline, watching their play call cards get thrown up, and him memorizing what those are? Or are we talking about what Bill Belichick did with the Patriots years ago and send uh, people on his staff incognito to other teams' practices to film them on tape?
2: Yeah, so it's closer to the former. I don't think they went full Bill B on everybody. I think they probably it's not Venables that's like stealing the signs. It's some like grad assistant whose job it is to stand there and watch the play cards and then whisper run pass or whatever into Venables ear as he's like trying to get the play call and that kind of stuff. Right. But I don't know how much that had to do with this game. Them struggling to get lined up probably had more to do with like, didn't they have like their linebacker and their safety both out who were like the guys that, yeah. all the plays on defense and get everybody in the right place. Yeah. And, and, then uh,
1: they, and then they lost their hot tackle for the second half because of a targeting call, right?
0: Yeah, the middle linebacker Skalski was Sorry, ejected.
1: That's right.
0: I think he was the Mike linebacker. He was ejected after he put a hit on Justin Fields that pretty much, I think, gave a full season of injury and nullified to the freshness of Justin Fields, <laughs> which is what made that, in- that, that performance by Justin Fields very impressive fact they probably broke some ribs
1: so you're saying that this guy
0: sent him a shadow
2: Realm. he may or may not have some, broken some ribs because as far as we can tell the doctors on the team did not examine him at all they just said oh you're breathing keep playing football go team seems uh, like
1: you're alive can you throw okay
0: <laughs> we're happy here we're happy here coach day but if he sneezes, by God, we got to have COVID protocol because
2: he might have COVID. <laughs> uh. <laughs> I'm sure that gave him some good halftime injections, though. He got that good stuff. Oh, yeah. Cortisone oh, yeah. right, right in the right kisser. The kisser?
1: Ooh,
0: I hope not. I don't know. Oh, wherever. <laughs> not in the kisser. Cortisone, wherever it hurts. What's he getting?
1: Uh, what's no, that
0: called? you get it right Collision in the butt,
2: butt, butt cheek. cheek. You get it right in the butt cheek. That where That's where they get Mm-hmm. I mean, if it's like a, if it's a a local thing, you know, there's some kind of like stuff that may be local or they might have to give it to you where the pain is or something. But, um, Mm -hmm. as far as like general steroid shots, I think a lot of times they will give it to you right in the butt cheek is one way that I've had it done to me before, (laughs) at which point the nurse like sort of awkwardly hit on me and it was like really weird. I'll never forget what what were you doing
0: that necessitated such a It's game? not
2: important. It's not important. <laughs> uh,
0: can I can I backpedal something on stealing signs or something funny? I saw on Twitter a few weeks yeah. ago. Yeah. So it can't be that hard for them to do that because people on Twitter noticed something odd about one of BYU's defensive play cards. There were a couple of plays during a game where they held up the Georgia Bulldogs logo and people were speculating, what does that mean? and they looked at the plays where they held up those cards, and it was on plays where you had multiple tight ends in the game, but they were all run plays. So people deduced <laughs> that the card meant tight ends are blocking only. They're not going out to catch passes.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I thought, hilarious. Oh, that's See, hilarious. that's the kind of like sign ceiling that we need more of. Because <laughs> <I'm, laughs>
0: if you've ever followed Georgia football in any capacity, you you will know that we don't throw the tight. We get we've had some good tight ends play great for the dogs. Disagree. Disagree. Well, we've had a few good ones.
2: Disagree. We haven't had some.
1: We haven't had some great tight ends.
2: Leonard Pope and Ben Leonard Watson. Pope? <laughs> Leonard Pope and Ben Watson, and you know Randy McMichael. Those are the three good receiving. Oh, Orson Charles probably. So that's like four good receiving tight ends in twenty five years. I'll throw in John Fitzpatrick for honor. What about,
1: mention. what about Isaac Fitzpatrick, he was an idiot. Um,
2: Isaac Natta ran a four, nine, five flat 40. Same time as your offensive tackles. That is not a guy. That is not a guy who is, and is a, who is
1: a red, and run routes too.
2: Yeah. And he absolutely yeah. ran a bunch of five yard routes and caught the ball. Well, five yards down the field, turned up field, got one or two more and it's fourth and four. People Whoa. wanted him to be some big-time star. He's not a big-time star. He's a solid, well-rounded player who's going to block. He's going to catch the ball when you throw it to him. And if nobody covers him, he's going to be open. But if they cover him with somebody on purpose, he's not open.
0: I did see him in his freshman year take a slant from Jacob Easton against Tennessee, and he turned it upfield for a touchdown for like 40, 50 yards. Of course, that could just be an indictment on Tennessee's defense that they let a guy who runs a 4-9-40 I think, score a touchdown on a slant I think, pattern.
1: I think the knock, I might be totally wrong, um, but I think the knock on him was he didn't practice necessarily as hard as you would hope. And so maybe perhaps back then he might have still had a little bit of speed to him that over time just didn't kind of kind of went away.
2: Nope. In high school at combines where they like have the laser time forties, he ran a four, nine In the NFL combine, he ran a four, nine and okay, all of these guys that are n- not all these guys, but most guys that are big time recruits, if they run a 40 at like a camp setting where it's all controlled, you know, not like some coach click, 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 click. Mm-hmm. Usually the time they run their senior year of high school is the same time they run when they go to the NFL draft. They do I not. Know usually really get appreciably faster. Some, you know, it happens sometimes, right? Some guys actually do get faster. Their bodies grow and develop later, that kind of stuff. You know, they can change their body around. A lot of times if they actually get, get faster, it deserves quotation marks because they've never run track before and they don't know how to get a track stance in high school. And so they're bad at like doing that. And before they go to the NFL combine, They pay a lot of money for training to get good at that. So they like time faster on the 40 yard dash test, but they didn't actually like get faster. Now, these guys also, they're usually about the same speed. They're also much heavier and much stronger. So it's not like they're not working. Out actually playing football and doing all the you know what I mean they can actually block when they couldn't in high school as a running back or or whatever that's the baseline that's what happens with most guys Nada was a guy who looked like an offensive lineman who had just lost forty pounds and was just kind of like that's what he looked like well he was a physically
0: impressive looking specimen coming out of high school because he looked like he probably hit puberty when he was eleven he had biceps calves, quads for days, all covered in tattoos. And so he like tattoos, he dressed really right. well. Yeah.
2: What's that? Tribal tattoos, mind you. Right, he's, right. He's one of those dudes... <laughs> uh, no, I think... Well, he put it Buford. He's one of those Buford dudes right. that was like 6'3", or whatever, 215 pounds or something when he was like a freshman in high school. So... And he played for a really good team. So he had a ton of stats as a freshman, a ton of stats as a sophomore, a ton of stats as a junior, a ton of stats as a senior. So, you know, it's like this guy that played four whole years of varsity on a good team, and everybody saw him and knew he was a college player. So we had like, all this hype. But if you, like, watched him, he didn't have the speed you need to have, right? Mm -hmm. There's a small amount of guys that can be really awesome with, like, out being past at like wide receiver and tight end. I don't know. Rob Gronkowski. That's like yeah, that's it true. for tight end. And it's like, okay, well, what was Nada's problem? Oh, he's three inches shorter and 40 pounds lighter than Rob Gronkowski. Other than that, they're the same dude.
1: I didn't know Scott knew this much about running the 40. That's pretty impressive. So, guess, uh, so uh, for
2: those it's, taking notes weird... Isaac Nada,
0: not, not a good tight end.
1: So
2: that's uh, the thing. I don't it's, know if he's on an
0: NFL but, roster right now.
2: I would uh, he might have got picked up by somebody. He got drafted by the Lions in like the seventh round and then immediately put on the practice squad. And then he got released. And then I think he got picked up by somebody else. But the thing he's is, too, good. it depends on what people mean Zero by good. So, like, you could say in college that he's a good, well rounded tight end because he's going to block and do his job. Like, he's actually physically the right size to block even as a freshman, right? He didn't have to learn how to block from day one, like some guys might have to. And he wasn't bad. He's not out there dropping the ball, but he's just not fast. So the other team's never going to have to plan to stop somebody that's not fast, right? Like the other team's not like, oh, we better make sure to like double team Isaac Nada, or he's going to beat us for a big touchdown. They're like, hey, don't completely forget to cover him and we're good.
0: The ringing endorsement of any elite player. Don't forget to cover him.
2: His claim to fame was catching three or four passes in a row. When we went into hurry up one time, and the other team had a play where they didn't account for him and cover him, so we just kept throwing the same like five yard route to him, uncovered three or four plays in a row. And everybody's That's like, "I don't. We, why don't we throw to the tight ends anymore? Our tight ends are so good." And it's like we throw to them when the other team forgets to cover them. That's when it's yeah. good to throw.
0: War,
1: war, hey, war. so. In case you're wondering, he plays for the Packers. His uh, stats uh, this season, three receptions for 16 yards. <laughs> That's on a team with Aaron Rodgers. <laughs> he throws it all do the they time. Throw,
2: do they throw the ball?
1: They, they <laughs> do occasionally. He did. I uh, see I knew I wasn't crazy. He did go to high school at IMG Academy in Bradenton, Florida.
2: Okay, I, so he played, his first, like, he played his first three years at Buford, I think, and then transferred to IMG his uh, okay. last year. IMG is like a boarding school for sports. Right. Okay. It's a boarding school. It's something like that. So it's basically, if you look at IMG, they're like, I don't know, 50, 60, 80, whatever guys on their football team, they're like all D1 players and the vast majority of them are not from Florida. They just go there. Uh, They go to, quote, school there to play football. It's basically just like starting college early. Where you go, yeah, there was
0: a power four? five. Yeah, there was a power five for high school football. IMG and Buford would probably both be in it. Mm, okay. Well, there has been your tight end information hour. I want to correct myself. I mentioned John Fitzpatrick as I thought was a great Georgia tight end. He's so far hasn't really shown a whole lot. I meant to say Arthur Lynch.
1: I thought you meant to say. Trip Chandler.
0: <clears throat> no, I didn't even think See, look, Trip Chandler.
2: Look at all these tight ends that blossomed to the NFL, proving how underutilized they were in college. Oh,
1: wait. Oh, wait. Wait, 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 wait. Time out. Time out. Don't bring that one in here, Scott, because there's plenty of Georgia players I think are not good enough because that for that very reason. Like they were great in college and then sucked the NFL. I'm
2: but that's not what I'm is. saying. So a lot of people say that, oh, we don't throw the tight ends enough and we have really good tight ends. Why aren't we throwing to them? And I'm saying, well, the proof is in the pudding. If they were so good at tight end, they would have been good in the NFL. Oh, I,
1: yeah, you're right. I misheard you. Yeah, you're right. I think there's... I just wanted a reason to, to shit on Aaron
0: Murray. Okay, moving on.
2: Hey, have at it, man. Go for it, baby. It's 2021.
0: <laughs> you're not about... his feelings. Oh, no, he paid to do to. nothing, I'm pretty sure.
1: It's just a joke me and my buddy Corey have. I just he he like I would always just talk
0: about how I thought Aaron Murray was Garbo, and he would get annoyed and be like, "How oh, is he garbage?" He doesn't. And it's like we well, would just go back and forth. He was a big time compiler, and it's I don't know if anyone's ever going to beat some of his passing records, mostly because most guys who are good enough to do it don't stay four years. But it could happen. Uh, okay, so whenever the... He redshirted, right? Yeah, he, did. He, he gosh, did. he redshirted behind Joe Cox, of all people. Ooh.
2: Um,
0: Joe, Joe, I got swine flu Cox. Joe, your game plan is to not play against Georgia Tech Cox. Oh, gosh.
1: I left that game early, the one he won against Colorado, to go get pizza because I'd seen enough.
2: <laughs> and then he won it.
1: Oh, well. <laughs> but then he won it, um, and you had pizza. And And a half pizza. Best of both. Okay, so we have a national championship coming up, whenever it's played. Uh, who y'all got? I know who I got. If you want me to go first. I, of course, have Alabama.
2: I mean, nobody wants to pick anybody other... I mean, nobody wants to pick against Alabama. It just doesn't make any sense. I don't want yeah, to pick them, but what like, am like I going to do, pick against them? I it's think- just...
1: I think it, I think in the past couple of years I would pick against them, but seeing how good they are this
2: year, ugh, I don't know.
0: Yeah, tough draw for Ohio State. I don't know. I mean, here's some things isn't I noticed that, about Ohio State.
2: Point, isn't that the point of a national title game? It's supposed to be a tough
0: draw. <laughs> here's well, I want I have another rant that I'll save about sort of our whole playoff system. But I'll save that for after we give our predictions. We had a discussion about this in our Discord about you know who who you're gonna pick, you know, are they gonna cover the spread? I think the lines at Alabama at seven and a half points at what was it seventy six points total?
1: That's the total, yeah.
0: Yeah, I'll take mm-hmm. Alabama covering the spread and the points. Yeah, that seems think it'll be to a lot me like scored. It's gonna be a shootout, but I think Alabama's gonna get their points and Ohio State's gonna get theirs, but I think Bama's gonna win. Watch well, it be like
1: a 14 to Ooh. seven, like nail biter.
2: Okay, so 14 to 7 is extremely unlikely. But okay. How you about definitely, 27 you could, to 20. I was saying you could definitely have some game. It's like look, like if Alabama wins thirty eight to thirty five, that's under.
0: That is under. You're right. That's a lot of points. Too. Yeah.
2: both If both teams are in the mid to high 30s, it might still be under. I guess so that's where it's like tricky there. I
0: guess this question solved by how do you think each team's going to go out? Do you think they're going to try to beat each other at a track race? Or do you think each team is going to try to eat up the clock and prevent the other offense from having the field?
2: So I don't think it's going to be the latter where they're, both like trying to go slow and trying to eat clock. But a lot of times, what we see in like national title games or Super Bowl games is you see offenses being a little bit methodical and intentional and really trying to feel some things out and not do anything dumb early and put themselves in good position, like for how the game unfolds and as it goes. Right. Usually, nobody comes out in like track meet mode on play one in these games. And it turns into a track meet once one team is already losing by, like, two or three touchdowns or something. Right. And so if some team is losing by two or three touchdowns, then you have a final score of, like, 45-24 or something like that. Mm -hmm. Also, under.
0: (laughs) You're probably right. I don't know why I'd take the over. This just seems like... I've taken the over to Justin. No, don't let well, it, here's,
2: yeah. Here's why you would take the over, right? These teams average like 48 and 42 points per game respectively, or something like that. So if you just take those numbers, that's 90 points That is significantly over the over. Right. right. And it's not hard to, it's not hard to see either of these teams scoring 40. And the most likely outcome is that one of these teams does score 40. Like 40 is a surround magic number normally the playoff winners and the first and second round score 40 or thereabouts, right? So it's a pretty good over under, I think, but usually points are sexy. People tend to bet the over more than they should. So it's like when in doubt, just assume that the line is juiced upwards by, you know, a point or three because Mm -hmm. the public likes to bet on the over and go with the under. Yeah, to be okay, so to be I'm very clear, nobody wants to do it. To be I don't very even clear. Want to do it or I am put money on
1: the line. That's what I would say. I am not putting money on this game, so to be very clear, I just that's what I would do if I were. If just I would were,
0: yeah. What'd you say? I'll say if I put. I want to hear in. your. I want to hear your playoff rant. Oh, so people talked about expanding the playoffs. That's what every freaking coach who did get in this year was lobbying for, like freaking Dan mm-hmm. Mullen did it after his team got embarrassed. Mm-hmm. Uh Jimbo Fisher did it, because that's what Jimbo does. And like, I love the sport, and I love more games. I like these bowls. You know, people say they're stupid. But if you had to ask yourself, did we really need to narrow our list of could-be championships? Could-be mm-hmm. champions to even fourteen? No. Like, the third... Like, we always knew it was going to be Alabama, Clemson, or Ohio State. That fourth spot was just a formality. It was just a blood offering to Alabama. And these people are talking about expanding it to eight teams. We don't need that. And I don't know. Like, the bowl games are fun. If you watched it, like, the kids really get into it. Here's the thing they call the Rose Bowl the granddaddy of them all. Granddaddy, my ass. If you played in the Fiesta Bowl, you got a PlayStation 5. That's a huge freaking deal. You didn't get a rose. Let's, a let's be real.
2: This year, the granddaddy of them all woke up from his nap a little confused and wandered all the way over to Texas before he played that game.
1: He's like, where am I at?
2: <laughs> this ain't... Granddaddy, granddaddy take your meds and go back to sleep.
0: Okay. I think, yeah, I think the, the talk of expanding the playoffs is mostly just greedy TV money interests. I think it's We'll do more to ruin the sport. That's just maybe my get off the lawn take. Scott, you look like you got a right. thought.
2: So, I'm sure Scott agrees with you. I will just play devil's advocate for a minute because there are some positives to expanding the playoff. I'm not a huge fan of expanding the playoff. I wasn't a fan of going to four because turns out you're mostly just arguing about who's. Four and five and six, nothing really changed. Same dumb argument, just over less deserving teams.
0: Mm-hmm. And they always
2: said the goal is to make sure you get the right champion in the playoff. But like we can kind of really always tell who the best team is. So like we can do that with two. We can tell that without a title game. They did it for like 100 freaking years. But, you know, having a title game is nice. So you am not saying we should go back to not having a title game. Expanding to four, already going from two to four, we've already seen how much that changes things as far as programs five through 20 no longer caring about the season as soon as they're out. That's a shame. That's part of why going to four wasn't such a nice, great idea from the get go, right? Unfortunately, that cat's out of the bag. We're not going backwards. So, one of the arguments is if you go to more teams, which I don't know, in 2025 will probably be like 8 teams and then by 2032 it'll be 16 or whatever <laughs> the one positive is that you do at least still keep the teams and players interested in games for longer aka we have competitive games people care about so that we keep making our TV money
0: but right now
2: I'm that's the only thing. It, yeah, TV I know money. you're
1: saying that's it. I know it's the only thing with TV money, but it... Whatever. <laughs> it's just like, no, that's, that's, right. that's not no. the only reason. That's not like the only reason. What's well, the not, other I, reason? I, didn't watch, I, don't, I don't ever watch bowl games. Unless there's something on the line. I just don't do it. Right. So I understand what you're saying.
2: I, I do watch bowl games, and I won't watch the playoff games if they expand it. Because why? I already didn't watch Alabama Notre Dame. I mean it was like no, I on in, I had it on TV in case it got interesting. But no, oh, I'd, watch behold, every, they... I'd watch
1: every single playoff game if they which, if they had eight next year, I'd watch all eight. Nah. I think I think it's like in the game where like, hey, when you if you win, you move on. I think that's compelling.
0: Would you so, watch Cincinnati it, play Texas AM? It, who it,
1: you're you're wild, interest, and I said absolutely, because Texas would lose that game. <laughs> <laughs>
2: It could be compelling if expanding the playoff makes it so that more teams are willing to invest money at a high level to try and compete at a high level. And if it means that more teams are able to recruit at a high level, since they started the 14 playoff, the recruiting has been the recruiting talent has been increasingly getting consolidated to a smaller handful mm-hmm. of teams. So the gap between the haves and the have-nots is getting bigger, right? So one of the other thoughts, the other thing that makes some sense is if you go to more teams in the playoff, it lets more teams recruit on a little bit more even playing ground. It gives them more incentive to be invested and sort of like flattens out the talent a little bit. But don't you think
0: that reducing scholarship for teams would also level out the talent a little bit
2: better? Instead of having <laughs> 85 would,
0: scholarship players, you got have 75.
2: So that would... The problem with that, though, is you're going to start getting into like, a war of attrition where teams lose games and titles because of injuries, more so than already happens. And mm-hmm. so that doesn't make a good product either, right? Because mm-hmm. then you have a result on the field that feels fraudulent only because they didn't have enough players and injuries, that kind of stuff. So... Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's just like in any sport, there's only like so many games you can care about, right? You can't, it's really hard to care about every regular season game in baseball and every regular season game in basketball because there's so many. So, you, the average fan will like follow along, but they'll only really tune in for the playoffs. You're just shifting when people view things. Right. So, like now, the bigger the playoff gets, the less regular season games count for a lot of teams, but the more they count for some teams like Florida LSU would have actually been a much more important game when they lost it. But, uh, right. Yeah. It just shifts around like when it counts and when it doesn't count, but they don't really care. They're just trying to get more TV money.
0: Yeah. Hey, I had a, I want to backtrack. I think I said this on an earlier episode. If not, I probably told it to y'all outside of recording, but I thought, when I saw how the season was going to be so fractured and disjointed and it was going to be so whatever, my thought was, why don't we suspend the playoff format for one year and for a one-time special recurrence, just reinstitute the bowl system and see how that goes. And looking at how things transpired, I think it would have been much better than what we got. Just my opinion.
1: Well, it's also a really weird year too. Keep that in mind.
2: Yeah, it's definitely a weird year. The real problem is that instituting a playoff is trying to impose some sort of fairness and order to a sport that inherently does not have fairness and order. So everybody's like, we tried to mix four parts oil with this glass of water and it didn't work. So now we're going to try mixing eight parts of oil with this glass of water. Now it's going to work. No. You're still mixing oil and water. You didn't fundamentally change the problem. Like the way to actually change the problem is admit that the group of five and the power five conferences are two separate entities. Let them have two separate playoffs, right? And have some sort of like scheduling requirements for everybody. Tell all the power five conferences to play the same frigging number of conference games as each other. For yeah, a starter, that would be
1: good. that's good.
2: Everybody play eight conference games. Everybody play two of their non-conference games against other Power Five teams. Mm-hmm. Play one conference game, non-conference game. I mean, against a group of five team, and play one conference game against a Double A team.
1: Yeah.
2: Right. You still got your Patsy game to give money to funnel all the money to those other programs, keep them alive. You Mm -hmm. still have a game against a group of five team, so that group of five teams can have a chance at their big upset. You still have room for two Power Five non-conference games. That gives you room for your cross-conference interstate rivals, your Florida, Florida State, Clemson, South Carolina, Georgia, Georgia Tech, and still gives you one free game to schedule as you will, whether it's some kickoff game in The Georgia Dome or some big non conference matchup, home and home, whatever, right? Mm -hmm. And boom, voila, right? Now we actually watch all the conferences play each other. Now going 10 and 2 in one conference and 10 and 2 in the other conference are at least comparable, right? Yeah, definitely. You have to adjust for like which conference is better and yada yada. At least you have like a starting point, right? Like what's yeah. the starting point for? Oh, we play Alabama in three cupcakes, and they're like, oh, well, we play like four okay teams. Like I don't know who's better. Like those, they're right. not, there's no data points that are the same. So yeah, I've always no, thought a, a scheduling czar. That's step one, and then you can worry about a playoff.
1: No, I agree. That would be way more important than expanding the playoffs for sure.
0: Yeah,
1: I've always thought sense.
0: the SEC should have should always expand a nine conference game since that seems to be. The new normal. What was interesting to me about these bowl games was that a lot of SEC teams got in despite having losing records, just because they had to have teams into these bowls. You're it talking got about ridic- you're talking about Mississippi and, State three and seven, and they
2: <laughs> won, and they won games, and they won right. Games. A lot of them won.
1: Who they, they won who it- did
2: Mississippi State? Beat? Tulsa.
1: Tulsa, was it Tulsa. Yeah, I
2: mean, yeah, Tulsa. So, wouldn't
1: Tulsa have a winning record? They did.
2: Uh, Tulsa, who almost beat Cincinnati in the conference championship game. Oh boy,
1: the transitive property does not make Georgia look good there. There is no such thing as transitive oh. property in
2: sports. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> hey, it just, works in, in discrete mathematics. Um, hey, I'm, just, I'm just telling the, you. I'm
1: just yeah. Just, don't hit the player, Hit the game.
2: <laughs> yeah. So, Justin, to your point about going to nine conference games, I don't think there's any incentive for the SEC to do that. I think it would no, be a terrible not. choice. As a terrible decision, I think, because one. That makes the schedule harder and adds losses. And one of the things that we saw this year was that when you weren't playing other conferences, everybody liked to pretend that the conferences were all kind of shrunken in and closer to each other in quality. Nobody was telling us how bad the ACC was all year because we didn't really get to see it. They didn't play any other teams. And then they lost every single bowl game. And everybody goes, oh, yeah, now we remember that the ACC has been the worst Power Five conference for ten straight years. How do we forget that? Twenty-four-seven like, oh. recruiting
0: is free. Yeah,
2: like that's, how, <laughs> that's how you know. <laughs> yeah, it's just like not that crazy, right? So uh, but that's why right? Like SEC teams did not get, you know, a lot of extra credit or a bump in the rankings for having played a harder schedule. People just look at the how many losses you have, and that's it. Well, so. That's just- that's been
0: a dumb thing that's happened in college football, cause yeah, I'll, I'll concede that like, you know, the one lost Cincinnati team would have probably beaten a lot of teams in the SEC this year. But it gets f- ridiculous when people are like, oh yeah, this nine and three Sunbelt team could totally beat Ole Miss. Ole Miss sucks. They're like six and six. Maybe. I think it'd be a close it's usually a closer game than people think. They forget that there's still a talent difference.
2: Yeah, yeah. And so like, recruiting. you know, for the example of like Cincinnati, Cincinnati had a good team, right? What are the odds that Cincinnati wins the SEC? Pretty like low. Zero, zero, right? It's Next just zero, not going to yeah. happen. Like if you put them in the SEC this year, I don't know, they're the fourth best team, I guess? No, fifth best team. Yeah, they're the fifth best team. And hey, the fifth best team in the SEC it's usually a pretty good team. Now, a lot of that time, a lot of times that team is eight and four and people forget they're good because they lost to like Alabama and Georgia and Florida and Auburn or something. And everybody's like, look at all these losses. They're not any good. And then they go like stomp somebody in a bowl game. That's <laughs> what Cincinnati would have thing. done. Cincinnati would have been eight and four and they'd have played some other four loss team from the ACC and they would have beaten them by three touchdowns.
1: Yeah, that's true. It's true. Well, boyos, I think we've college footballed out. My college footballed me out. I've been wrong too many times. No, I you just, weren't wrong about anything. No, no I, I, apparently I Lee, was wrong about Isaac Nata. Y'all, you heard it here first. Oh, he's Isaac just not, not fast.
2: Right. It's not that he's not good. He's just not fast. And not, ball, fast guys, I'm just, I'm just not fast number, guys, not fast guys, aren't receiving threats.
1: As as a not fast guy, I took that personally. But then I I muted my mic
0: and cried, and now I'm better. Yeah, For those of our listeners who follow us on Twitter, that's currently about 10 people, so I don't know how many of you constitute that. If you were wondering about... <laughs> what what a plug. I know. What a, just, what just a flex, plug, just... just flexing real hard for that Let The Meat takes Twitter. Uh, oh I don't know if you saw the news, but our beautiful mustache boy, JT Daniels, is in fact coming back for another year at Georgia. So if you like... Our JT Daniels <laughs> touchdown updates, which are decently, um, know, they they get seen on Twitter. That's all I'll say about them. There's <laughs> gonna is, be more I of that. Think,
2: I think they're fun. Um, I, I think they're fun. <laughs> I didn't think I was if
0: like, you, where is he? <laughs> if you have ideas for where we should take those next year, please send them to us. If, on if Twitter. there's a
1: certain landscape vista or movie scene you want, or JT send us Daniels your favorite.
0: superimposed on. If you want to see JT Daniels superimposed on your. Favorite awkward family photo. It could be your family photo. Please send that to us. We're on Twitter at LTET Podcast. And maybe you'll see it you next year. Any any parting yeah, thoughts? I'd like to what point out, out if
2: we if we have 10 followers on Twitter, that is seven more than the career number of catches for Isaac Nada.
1: <laughs> oh. This year. I don't know what his career stats are in I
0: said this Hold on. Hold that's up. Career. Hold on. That's Guys, is career? you stop. Guys, update, no. update. What? We have That's 11 not followers. Kind of pass. No, no, we have 11 followers.
2: <laughs> okay, eight more like, than is Isaac Knott's career I catches. Think,
0: I was like, the Packers are not playing tonight. But we, and
2: but if we they were,
1: do-
0: they're not throwing it to Knottet. But hey, Dr. SEC follows us, and he has 53,000 followers. He also follows 45,000, so he's probably trying to grow his... Not that we don't appreciate your following... This Justin,
2: quit talking I'm shit pretty about sure that followers. guy has like followed and unfollowed me like 40 times just like you know some uh, of the shit in your minchies they must have a yeah, bot you're probably right. it's not my hand nah. anyway fun All right. times alright au revoir everybody
1: au revoir.
0: have a good one